The FT. Yemen is sliding towards civil war after a rebel movement took control of the country's third largest city and declared a general mobilization against forces loyal to the president Abdurabu Hadi. Houthi fighters, backed by tanks, expanded their presence in Taiz, a strategic vantage point between the capital and the southern port city of Aden, where the embattled president is attempting to form a government. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me to explain what's going on is our Gulf correspondent Simeon Kerr. Hi, Simeon. Hello. Could you tell us what the latest is? Well, the latest we have is Yemen's foreign minister has called for Gulf states to intervene on behalf of the government in order to stop the advance of the Houthi rebels who control the capital and reach Taiz, which is halfway down towards Aden, where. The president is forming a government in exile in order to try and retake the capital and re-establish control over the country. So they're calling for their Gulf neighbours to try and intervene in some respect to halt the advance of the Houthis. Who are the Houthi fighters? Where do they come from, and who are their backers? The Houthi movement is rooted in the Zaidi Shia Muslim faith, which dominates in the northern Yemeni highlands. And in the last couple of decades, they sort of emerged as a revivalist movement. And as Yemen, which has always been a sort of loose patchwork of allegiances, as its central control diminished even more since the Arab Spring uprisings led to the ouster of the former president Ali Abdullah Saleh, they have grown in stature and in military potency, and have managed to sweep out of their heartland in Saada, which is in the north near the Saudi border, and take Sana'a, the capital, and move even further south as well. Their backers, I mean, there are long accusations that Iran, which is a Shia country, has backed them. They would have denied that in the past, but there's a certain sense of self-fulfilling prophecy going on with this. Now that they took over the capital Sanaa, we're seeing Iranian flights starting into the capital. We are seeing aid agreements signed between Iran and the Houthis. So there's certainly broad sort of acceptance with Yemen as a proxy war that the Iranians are certainly taking the Houthis' side. And with the government being backed primarily by Saudi Arabia and the other Sunni Gulf states. Where are both sides getting their weaponry from? Do we know this? There is uh, an, an assumption that they will have been sourced directly from either of these sides. The Yemeni government has for many years been an ally of the United States. So the Hadi government was the great hope for the US and the Gulf states as a sort of transition to come out of the Arab Spring unrest and to allow the West to maintain stability on this corner of the Arabian Peninsula. So the government's always had good access to Western and global weaponry. And Yemen itself has, you know, been described as a fairly lawless place for many decades. You know, everyone is armed. It's just part of the tribal culture that you would have an AK-47 wherever you went around town. So there are a lot of arms there anyway. And now, given the proxy nature of this battle, given the fact that it is seen as a sort of yet another theatre in which Sunni Gulf states are facing off against Shia Iran, that's only going to increase the urgency of the backers to make sure that their side prevails. What's the role of the former president, Ali Abdullah Saleh, in all of this? Well, Ali Abdullah Saleh, it is claimed and widely believed in Yemen that he has formed a marriage of convenience with the Houthis. When he was in power, he fought six wars against the Houthis as he tried to dim their influence. But now that he's been ousted from power 
but remains a very influential politician. People claim that he wants to work with the Houthis in order to challenge the government of Mr. Hardy and to, if not make a rebid for power directly, at least trying to sustain some kind of influence and maybe repair his legacy. So at the moment, through his family and tribe, he has a lot of influence over army and other security forces units. And it is widely believed that these are working in concert with the Houthis in order to challenge the Hardy government, which is now based in the south in Aden. Yemen was once two countries, wasn't it? North and South Yemen. And it does seem as if there's this kind of political division along those lines. Do you think there's a chance that it could divide again? Yeah, there's very much a worry from in some quarters that this north-south divide, which has remained since unification in 1990. After 1990, there was a, a civil war in 94 when the South tried to secede from the north. It failed and the integrity of a united Yemen was kept. But now, once again, as we've seen since the Arab Spring, this erosion of central authority has really played into the hands of some within the South who want to go their own way again. And there is a certain element of sectarianism which is fueling that dynamic. The South is almost entirely Sunni, and there are many in the South who've been quite concerned about a Zaydi Shia force sweeping into power in the capital. And that sort of intensified southern secessionist sentiment. And given the sectarianism which we're seeing across the Middle East, it's certainly impacting on Yemen now. What are the wider ramifications of this conflict for the region? Well, for the region, we're once again seeing another theatre in the Cold War that has got increasingly hot between Saudi Arabia and Iran. We're seeing in various other places, and Saudi Arabia is very concerned about alleged Iranian interference in Iraq, in Syria, in Lebanon. So it's increasing those kind of tensions on that level. And from the sort of Western perspective, and also from regional perspective, you see that you know Yemen has for a long time been a heartland of Al Qaeda militancy. There are broad swathes, especially in the south and into the centre of the country, where Al Qaeda fighters have managed to move fairly freely under the protection of Sunni tribes there. And they've certainly used Yemen as an organisational point to launch attacks outside the country. So from the US perspective, they've long seen Yemen as a very important battleground against al-Qaeda fighters. So now, as we see the situation descend from Yemen going to a dangerous place towards a failed state, the Americans have had to take out all their forces. Reports say British special forces have been airlifted out of the capital. And a lot of these special forces were there working on the drone strikes, which have been very controversial in Yemen and which have been used to kill a lot of al-Qaeda fighters, but have also stoked up popular resistance because of the inadvertent killing of innocent civilians as well. This is the ultimate concern that the world will have, is that you know, as Yemen descends into civil war, these issues can only become more grave and more concerning. Thank you very much, Simeon. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.